This is the Tuesday, September 15th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Another light day in sports as we get ready for a football weekend, but we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. Good to be with you, Tyler. How about that dog of the day pick? I, I'm saying that because I don't want to talk about the best bet pick. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I know it, people don't know what happened behind the curtain, but you had a different dog until about five or ten minutes before the uh, segment had to air, and you pivoted to uh, the Texas Rangers of all teams, and they absolutely hammered Zach Frankie. So congratulations, brother. Nice yeah, and the, fir- and the uh, pick I had was the best bet. What was the uh, pick I gave out in the pod, the first five over that got there? yesterday but that's okay it's wide under the bridge first things first though before we get into baseball i want to talk about the football game uh tomorrow night in nfl it's come down so there's a lot of threes minus 20 uh three minus 15 and i think uh i want to grab it because i do think it's going to go up to three and a half i know heineke's playing instead of fitzpatrick i'm i'm definitely an advocate of fitzpatrick being a better quarterback in that thought process but a lot of problems right now with the giants sometimes we have to pivot i was one of those guys who thought the giants were a little underrated going into the season i think i'm wrong uh, so I'm not going to be married to my preseason sort of opinion slash power ratings, all that, and and be, be ready to be fluid and and like I said, pivot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the three now because I do think we see three three and a halfs again tomorrow. Yeah, I, I agree with you. At three, I like the Washington side at home. I think Heineke is um, capable. Uh, in a different way than Fitzpatrick. He's a little more mobile. We saw that in that matchup against Tampa Bay in the postseason last year. I think he can extend plays, extend drives with his legs. And as long as he doesn't uh, make foolish mistakes turning the ball over, um, I do like Washington at anything, a field goal or less. Um, when it was three and a half, however, I, I was staying away from the full game uh, side and just going to the first half because that was under a field goal. It was minus two and a half. Um, for the uh, Washington football team at the half. So if they had that three-point lead, which I think they're going to show that they are the better team through the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So I like that a little bit more when it was three and a half. But if it's three for the full game, I'll grab that as well. The total, two is very, very low, 40 and a half. And it, it, it looks like one of those games where I either bet the under or pass. But uh, the, the over might get some consideration for me. Because even though the defenses are certainly the strength of each of these teams, you have a quarterback, especially on one side in Daniel Jones, who is prone to turning the ball over. And turnovers help the over, create short fields for the offense, create points themselves if it's a pick six or a scoop and score. So uh, the, the total being super low at 40 and a half kind of intrigues me for the over, not because I'm inspired by the offenses of each team, but I think the defenses could provide to the total. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And my biggest thing with like the handicap of Washington, I just don't think enough time has passed for them to be able to like solve all the problems they have. I, I think Denver's pretty solid, so yeah. no uh, no embarrassment there. But in terms of look how they looked against the Broncos, but I just think whatever issues they have, it's going to take more than a couple days to resolve. Okay, so let's go to baseball today. I only have a couple things I'm going to dip my toe in. What stands out to you? Uh, let's get this game out of the way first because it uh, first pitches 3.07 p.m. Eastern, 12.07 uh, p.m. out here on the West Coast. It's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Toronto Blue Jays, a very good game. Two teams uh, right in the thick of that uh, playoff race. The Blue Jays especially, they got Robbie Ray on the bump who has shoved himself into the uh, AL Cy Young Award race. Uh, his, his prop for strikeouts is seven and a half, and I would go over that uh, for Robbie Ray who has been just a strikeout machine as of late, he has uh, 
thrown 27 innings against the Tampa Bay Rays this year and has 33 strikeouts, so well more than a strikeout per inning against this Rays team that likes to strike out a lot. They're one of the um, highest strikeout rates in Major League Baseball, especially against uh, left-handed pitching. So Robbie Ray is definitely someone I want to consider. Uh, let me just take a look at his game log here real quick. 8Ks, 10Ks, 10Ks, 14, 11, 8. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 straight games that have gone over 7.5Ks. I think it's minus 135, minus 140, but I'm comfortable with that given the matchup and the way he's performed as of late. Yeah, how about a three-way tie right now for the wild card? And obviously there's only two spots, but it's Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox tied atop. Of course, they're all in the same division. So the so it's a very dominant performance for the American League East. And then the Mariners, three back, Oakland, three and a half. So it's going to be shaping up to a, an exciting finish. I wonder what's going to happen in terms of just the number of votes. Otani's going to, I don't want to say likely, but he's going to win the MVP. But with what Vlad's doing, yeah. I mean, he could win the Triple Crown, which is just insane, and <laughs> uh, and losing a landslide. But obviously, it's a special case for Otani, maybe the best season ever when you <laughs> factor in it. But right. uh, there are some shops that are still dealing awards. You mentioned Cy Young. Garrett Cole's an odds-on favorite at minus $1.30, but Robbie Ray, the second favorite at plus 145. So given the playoff magnet- magnitude and things like that down the stretch, uh, the uh, a start here or a start there can really sway things. Max Scherzer, in case you're wondering, is your favorite in the National League after being 100 to 1 not too long ago? He's plus 05, what? just been lights out since coming over to the Dodgers. It bums me out because I have Corbin Burns from the beginning of the season. He's your yeah. second favorite at plus 160. And Scherzer's basically the best bet in baseball right now in terms of every time he takes the field. It's, um, you know, it's almost like lights out. Uh, he's just been that impressive. I know a guy who even bet him like 200 to 1 to win MVP because he's been so strong. I don't think he's going to get there. But uh, anyways, I'm going to take a page out of your book, and I I hope I'm not offending you, but I'm going to go first five under with a Rockies game on the road, though. So it's okay. Absolutely not, my friend. So Senzatella and Atlanta, um, I don't know. Like I just think both offenses have really struggled. Um, Senzatella, not heinous, which is probably the best um, way I can break it down. But there's a reason it's eight and a half for the game. Yanoa has been a solid. I, I think he's gonna. He, he has a very good chance to go five scoreless. So I'm on some first five totals, but that's the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah, I, I do like that. That's been a trend I love, especially in the second half of the season, attacking the Rockies' offense on the road with other starting pitchers, whether it's daily fantasy or, or, or totals under first five uh, for the entire game. Uh, one that I, I played yesterday and was getting there until um, Javi Baez hit a game-tying home run in Ugh. the bottom of the ninth inning. Cardinals and Mets, again, I'm going to go under eight runs. In this situation, the Mets, um, better than 60% to the under as a home team in every game they've played at City Field this season, and better than 60% to the under as a home favorite, which they are, again, uh, Tyler McGill up against John Lester, minus 160 on their money line for the Mets. Just in this situation, the Mets at home have been an under team. And, again, last night it was 4-3 with a total of eight entering the ninth. But Habayas hit that game-tying home run, and, of course, they go over in extra innings. So I'm going to play under eight here again. I think we're on the right trend. We had the right process yesterday, just an unlucky result. Uh, but I think this is going to be another low-scoring game. Again, the Mets' offense does not scare anyone. Cardinals can say the same. It is John Lester on the bump for the Redbirds. Um, but he's quietly kind of been okay the last few starts out. And McGill is certainly a young guy that they like in that Mets rotation. So under eight, Cardinals and Mets at City Field. I have one more. It's much later in the evening. Um, Oakland and Kansas City, first five under. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's a, he's very into like birthstones or whatever, but Sean Manaya, after having a horrendous August, 
has been solid. 14 <laughs> innings and two starts in September. Total of three earned, allowed. One against the White Sox, one against the Blue Jays. So not exactly easy lineups to face. But I'm going to go with the under again in the first five. This one's four and a half. I always want those five, for, mm-hmm. especially in a national game like the Rockies. But I'll take the four and a half. But in the American League, five is the nice number. But four and a half here. Manea is going for Oakland. Miner is going for Kansas City. But I'm going to ride the hot hand, so to speak, with with Manea and uh, Manaya, excuse me, and go with the under four and a half here. Yeah, I like that as well. Manaya has been uh, much better, and that was a game yesterday that flipped on its head. I did have Oakland first five, which which cashed, but then the, the Royals came back with I think six runs in the back half of that game to beat the Oakland A's. So I think the the A's behind Manaya are going to be locked in to try and get one back. They they probably think slipped away yesterday. All right. Anything else for you before we let the people go? That's it go? for me. That's all I got. I'm baseball all right. Good stuff. The, so we got ahead uh, of the curve a little bit. Uh, you're on the podcast tomorrow. I'm doing the lengthier NFL podcast, but I wanted to uh, give you a, give some people a, uh, my early lean, early play, I should say, not even a lean uh, before uh, that one because I won't be on the short podcast as well. Of course, we're at 6 Eastern on ESPN2 every day this work week. So back in the swing of things in the football season, we appreciate all of you uh, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that good stuff. We'll